Okay, so we have heard our reading for today, and we're going to have a quick recap, because we've been going through the book of Daniel in church um, over the last few weeks. So Jerusalem was defeated, okay, and, um, and then uh, Daniel was taken off to Babylon, uh, he served King Nebuchadnezzar with his friends, um, and then his friends, can you remember the story when they got thrown into the fire because they wouldn't bow down? Au revoir. <laughs> um, and um, there's some lovely footprints going across there. Um, they wouldn't bow down, so they got thrown into the furnace, but God was with them in the furnace, wasn't he? He was with them in the fire. And then King Nebuchadnezzar realized, oh, actually, no, God is the real God. I've got that wrong. And then King Neb got it wrong again, and then he went a little bit crazy, and then God restored him. And eventually, King Neb lived, lived a good end of his life with God, which was good. And then King Darius came along, oh, sorry, King Belshazzar, Belshazzar came along, for, and that was our story last week with the writing on the wall, um, and how God, uh, again, was sovereign, because King Belshazzar thought he was more important than God. God is sovereign. That's what our, our topic is over this, this season. When we look at the Bible, we see that God is in charge. Now today, we are thinking about Daniel and the lion's den. So, let me see if this click is going to work. Fantastic. Now, King Darius, as we said, appointed 120 satraps. It wasn't seven and a half million. Um, and they're a bit like local MPs. So, um, have you heard of Ed Davey? Yeah, he's our local MP. And, uh, and so it would have been something a bit like that, in charge of a region, of a group of people. And then Daniel had an important job because he was one of three leaders, not 77, three leaders over the top of them. Now, Darius trusted Daniel. Daniel was seen as probably the better of all the three administrators. And so he was maybe within a chance of getting the top job of something like a prime minister, of being over the top of everyone. But the other leaders, as we heard earlier on in Sue's story, were jealous. They tricked the king into signing a decree. And he did. But what did Daniel do? What was his response? Knowing that he was going to have to go into the lion's den if he prayed. Well, Daniel went to pray. Now, engage brain just for a minute. How do you guys think you would respond? If you knew that you'd get thrown into a den full of lions, would you pray? To be honest, I don't know if I would. It's a tough thing, isn't it? We know that God's with us, don't we? Daniel knew that. Daniel trusted God. We need to try to trust God, don't we? Verse 10 says this, When Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God just as he had done before. So Daniel prayed. It was a habit for him, wasn't it? It was something he did, and it was something he did with joy. He knew that God was with him. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can forget spending time with God, and that's really hard. It's really difficult when there's so much to do, isn't there? So much busyness. Daniel got that we were created for relationship with God. I wonder if we have. Have we forgotten that's why we're here? Now, I'm quite a busy person. I have two boys, 
I have a fairly busy job, I'm studying for an MA, I could go on and on and on. Um, but Daniel wasn't very busy, was he? So that's why he was able to spend time praying. Um, oh no, hang on a minute, let's think about that. He was, yes, ruling an empire about the size of Europe. So he was probably quite a busy person. He made time for his relationship with God, even though that meant he was in danger. I stand back and look at my excuses. I'm too tired, I'm too busy, I've got too much to do, it's not the right time of day, it's far too late, I can't do that now, or, um, or I can't wake up early for that, or, you know, we're, we're always going to be able to come up with excuses, aren't we? Life is full. Are we actually going to take the right decision to prioritize our relationship with God? Somebody once said this, if you're too busy to pray, then you're too busy. When I read that, I was really challenged. I don't know about you. Let's think a little bit more about Daniel's prayer life and see what we can learn from him. So Daniel prayed at the same time. He prayed three times a day at exactly the same time, same place. He prayed in his bedroom. He went up and opened the window and he was facing the same direction. He always faced Jerusalem. What about you? What's your time to pray? Is it early in the morning? That's when I, that's when I try to do mine. Um, Sarah gets up for some exercise, and then I'll get up and I'll do some Bible reading and some prayer, and the amount of time I have is based on when the boys wake up. Um, I try to wake up a bit earlier just in case they wake up earlier. But, so that's when I do it. You might do it at bedtime. You might not do it and you might want to start doing it. And we can pray for that later. It doesn't really matter what time of day, but it does matter that we do it. That's why we're, we were created, wasn't it? Now, uh, where is your place? For me, it's in our bedroom. Others might go downstairs, grab a coffee and grab their Bible and spend some time with God. Some might go into the garden if it was a bit warmer and be intentional about their time with Jesus. I've gone on prayer walks too, and that's quite fun. Just walk around Berrylands praying for the houses that you walk past and the people in them. And as I said, Daniel faced praying the same direction. He faced Jerusalem, the place where God dwelt. I wonder if our hearts are set on God's dwelling place, or our hearts set on heaven. Is that where our eyes are facing when we're praying? Or do we just kind of focus on what we, what we want? Are we saying, God, can I have this? God, can I have that? Rather than actually what God wants. Now, just to clarify, it's really important that we tell God what we want. He wants that. He wants us to, to love him. He wants to know um, about the, the situations that are going on in our lives. He wants to know if we're struggling at school, if we're finding it hard. He wants to know if we've got that tricky situation at work. Have your eyes set on heaven. So same time, same place, and same direction. Now, let's quickly go back. Daniel prayed, and then he was arrested. And then what happened after that? Was he released, or did he have to go somewhere a bit scary? He had to go somewhere a bit scary, didn't he? Into the lion's den. I wonder if you could just, all of you, close your eyes for a minute and imagine being in the lion's den. They sealed the den with a stone. I would imagine it would be quite dark. 
I wonder what you can hear walking around behind you. <laughs> Lions, that's right. Stepping around, walking around, smelling their dinner. Okay, open your eyes again, thank you. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was facing that, I would be pretty scared. But Daniel trusted God, didn't he? He was afraid, but he trusted God, and he knew that God was with him. Now, we're going to think a little bit about ourselves for a minute. I wonder how you're doing. How's, how's things? To be honest, at the moment, I'm struggling a bit. I think when I, when I see the, the news, I get a bit worried and scared because there are things going on that I can't control. We can see that our number going up. We worry about if our children are going to be safe. We worry about if we're going to be safe. But we know that God is with us. Each of us will have our own things we're worried about, won't we? But if we have a relationship with Jesus, just as Daniel did with his God, then we can know that we have someone who is with us, especially as we face the difficult times. Knowing that I'm walking through life with Jesus makes these difficult times so much easier. Now, back to the Bible, he says. There we go. Um, King Darius said, before they put the stone on top, he said, may the God you serve protect you or deliver you. And he was very surprised the next morning when he called down. He said, Daniel, has your God saved you? And Daniel says, yes, God has saved me. Why was Daniel still alive? Well, verses 22 and 23 tell us this. Daniel says, because I was innocent. He'd done nothing wrong. Daniel had trusted God as well, verse 23, because he had trusted God. That was why he was spared. That was why he was delivered. Now, I wonder, do we trust God? Are we innocent before God? I know there are plenty of bad things that I've done, and we said our sorry prayers earlier on, didn't we, in our confession time. It's difficult to live life for God. Life can throw all sorts of things our way, and our response to them is really crucial. Are we going to turn to God like Daniel did? See, we, we sin and we fall away from God. We choose not to do things that we should. But Jesus did something about that, didn't he? Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection, that's what we celebrate at Easter. They mean that we can know God again. They mean that we can have a relationship with God again. Jesus was with Daniel and Jesus is with us. Verse 26 says this, and this is what, um, what King Darius wrote after Daniel came out of the lion's den. He said, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heaven and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. And just as he saved Daniel from those lions, he has saved us from our sin. We can be with God again. It is such a special thing. Now, I wonder how we can respond to this. I'd like us all just to take a couple of minutes 
to quietly reflect and think. There are two things that stood out to me from this verse. It's about us as we face our trials, our challenges. We might have one specific thing in our life at the moment that's so hard and difficult for us. We might have a lot of things that are hard and difficult for us. But I'd just like us to think about those. You might be worried about going to school in the morning. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. It's okay. It's normal to feel worried about things like that. But know that God's with you. You might feel worried about a meeting coming up at work or a presentation you've got. And another thing I thought, so the first is challenges and the next is our relationship with God. Ultimately, that's what's going to help us with our challenges, isn't it? It might be that some of us here need to recommit to our prayer life, to recommit to opening up the Bible once a day. So I'm going to ask us all to to stand now as we prepare to receive from God. So please do stand. And if you think that God's been saying something to you today, um, can I invite you just as a, a sign, just to put your hands out and to say, God, thank you for for talking to me and I'm ready to receive something more from you. We've opened God's word, haven't we? And we've seen that God was with Daniel through his challenges and God is with us in our challenges. And we've also seen that Daniel lived his life knowing God. Father, will you come by your spirit now thank you that you've been with us all morning but Lord we pray that you will open our eyes and our ears to what it is you're saying to us now Lord for those of us who are facing challenges and trials at the moment will you help us and for God those of us who want to recommit to knowing you more to opening up our Bible every day to praying to you God will you give us the strength to do that put people around us who can challenge us And Holy Spirit, will you challenge us too? God, we thank you that you are the God who draws near. Lord, we commit ourselves as as individuals before you now to say that we're sorry for not trusting you and to ask for your help to trust you more.